YouTube, what's up? This is DJ Wado, and uh, I have a very special video for you today. My friend Jackie Hill Perry, she is here. Uh, she has a new book coming out. She just dropped the album. She just dropped the baby. Sure did. Baby number two. And now I'm dropping stomach. Come on here. <laughs> what God do it? So we talking about all of that today. Keep it locked. Let's get the people what they want. The Wado Radio Show. It's DJ Wado here with my sister. Jackie Hill Perry. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm sleepy, but I'm I'm always sleepy. So. I got you. Yeah. It's been a long couple of days. Yeah, and I, I I'm carrying over my exhaustion from you know having a new baby and all that. Yeah. So. You in that no sleep phase from now. Right? I am. She yeah. wakes up at least maybe three three times a night. So. Yeah, I don't miss that. Yeah, it's rough. So uh, I I do want to ask you this off the bat: How has the move to Atlanta been? Uh, Atlanta is cool. I mean, it's not Chicago. Like the coffee isn't as good, the food isn't as diverse, um, even the people aren't as diverse. But I ain't got to worry about snow. True. <laughs> so Facts. I, I'm very grateful to God Facts. that I ain't got to worry about wearing no coat for six months out of the year. Yeah. So and my yeah. rent is cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like Black Hollywood down there. No, it is. It's yeah. the, but I've been intentional on trying to build relationships with people that's not artists. Because artists, artists are so transient. Like most, a lot of my friends are artists, but it's like we ain't never there. Nah, so I have to have friends, yeah. be friends with people that work a nine to five. There you go. You know, where it's like I know you ain't home on Saturday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not at some event. So that's been cool. That's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, there's a we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, obviously you have a new book yeah. that is coming out. Yeah. Um, something that we both talked about, uh, yesterday kind of extensively a little bit, our friend Jay Givens. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I know you've been getting a lot of questions about what's going on. You've been getting slandered too. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do want to start there. Uh, I, it's, I feel like. Because of, you know, just the area we live in with social media and everything, um, everyone has to have feel like they have to have an opinion all the time yeah. about every single subject. Yeah. And um, I've kind of felt like this is one of those things that everybody just doesn't need to have an opinion about. Yeah, it. I agree. You know what I mean? Especially from a place of ignorance. Right. And, and when I say ignorance, I don't mean ignorance in a demeaning way, but I mean ignorance as in you really don't know what you're talking about. Yep. You know? Yep. Like, you're you're literally a bystander speaking yep. as if you're a friend. Yep. And that's not the case. And so yep. I think it takes humility to understand that sometimes you should just watch and pray. Yeah. 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 He, um, when, when he came out basically and said that he was, he was gay... A lot of people actually hit me up and said, I wonder what Jackie thinks about this. Yeah. Because of, obviously, your story. You have a book coming out telling your story. Mm -hmm. And you guys are signed to the same the same record label. Right. You know. Um, how did you feel about it? Um, I don't want to go too much in detail about it. Because to me, I feel like at the end of the day, Jay Gibbons might be Jay Gibbons, but he's very much Jeremiah. Right. And so for me, though he may have a public platform, I don't feel like all things are necessary or even beneficial to be said publicly as it relates to him. Um, and so for me, it's like I'm just sensitive to his humanity in sure. all of this. Um, and so I guess what I will say is that when I, when I saw it, um, I felt an immediate empathy um, as being somebody who gets it. Mm -hmm. um, I felt concerned mm -hmm. in some ways, but I, I more so felt like as a, as a person who has a platform uh, when it comes to speaking about sexuality, I wanted to model what the immediate response should be, which is love. Um, I think people, they assume the immediate response would be you should repent and believe. It's like, but do we really think that like you don't even know the situation to say that there is a need for repentance because there does exist a sect of people who are believers in Christ that might identify as gay. 
And so for me, and I'm I'm not saying that Jay is on one side or the other side. What I am saying is before I assumed where he was, I told him that I loved him wherever he was. Yep. And so I, yep. that was my immediate thought was like, how can I model this and let him know as a sister, like, you're my brother. Yeah, so. One of the things that for me as a friend of his, I was happy that he was able to basically say, this is this is where I am right now. Right. As you know, I mean, he'll, he'll say like there was a part of him that he was hiding from everybody. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading your book, that was one of the first things mm-hmm. that you talk about early in the book yeah. is not wanting people to know. Right. And then eventually some of your friends knew you didn't want your mother to know. Yeah. Um, there was one section where she was listening to the radio. Oh, yeah. my mama found out it ain't no point in keeping it a secret. Mama knows now. That was I'm awkward. not going to give away the book, but I'm just saying, when awkward. you read that part, you're going to laugh out loud. Um, it was bogus, but that was the Lord. He, yeah. just, he put me on the front street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, that, just that, um, that sense of, you know, kind of wanting to, you're 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 careful with who you mm-hmm. who you share it with, mm-hmm. and not wanting to um, like feel like it's it's safe yeah. to even share it with people. That's why part of when I saw some of the feedback, I'm just like, and you wonder why people don't share this mm-hmm. when we give them that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of response. Cause cause social media is strange way though, like. People really, so for example, even I was at this event last week and I had a Q&A and one of the young guys in the Q&A was asking questions about, yeah, if you got a friend that's out here like, you know, drinking and doing all this type of stuff, what should you say to them? And so I gave him my, my answer, what you should do, thinking that this is based on the actual relationship that he has. But then he comes up to me and says, what I, what, what I was talking about was a particular CHH artist. And it's like... But you don't know, homie. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? And don't so know. you literally want my counsel for you to put it in his comments. <laughs> like, I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, you have no relationship. You're not in his local church. You're not in his house. You're not his cousin. You're not even related to anybody related to him. Like you, but in your <laughs> mind, because you follow this man, yeah. you think there is a mutually beneficial relationship when that right. does not exist. And right. so I feel like that that was the same thing where it's like, y'all talking to this man in a way that is so unhelpful because there is really no proximity of relationship there. So you don't even, I don't even think you love him for real. Mm. You just want to rebuke him. Mm. Like, and, and that's, that's what it felt like to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's like, if you saw, sat with him face to face, do you think this is actually the way you would go about it? That doesn't mean rebuke won't have its place. Repentance won't have its place, but how would it be framed? I right. think it would be framed differently because you're actually seeing his face. Yep. Uh, yeah, so. yep. yeah. It's it's you 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 hit it. Um, let's let's talk about the book first. Yes. Uh, right now, what prompted you to say this is the time for me to tell the story in this? Like you've told your story before, thousands of times, but not in this level of detail. Yeah, and it's it's very it's very, it's an easy read. Yeah, but it is definitely detailed. Yeah, I think um. I had always been wanting to write a book, yeah. but I think I'm, I'm one of those people where even if I feel called to do something, I'm paying attention to what I believe the when the Lord wants me to do it. Yeah. And so, like, I felt like for a long time, the Lord just wanted me to live. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm calling you to write this book, but that don't, doesn't mean that you have the wisdom needed to write the book yet. That doesn't mean, like, I feel like I was able to live out some stuff where I'm able to live out my life with Jesus. I was able to understand and walk through and be victorious over particular mm. temptations i was able to uh have a daughter and learn from that and be married and learn from that i wouldn't have had none of that to offer yeah. people if i wrote this when i was that's 20. A, that's a lot of depth yeah that's like depth. i needed to live a little yeah. bit and so and in yeah. another 10 years i might do an extra one yeah. just because it's like oh i got another story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was yeah. I think uh, I think books have a lasting impact on people sure. that just speaking doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I just want to put everything that I've been saying for the last decade into words for you to read, be impacted by, but for you to also share. Um, and by God's grace, other people will be impacted by. So yeah, I mean, I've I've um, 
I followed you for a while. From like, the beginning. Cont- yeah, from the beginning. Yeah. Um, your content, knowing you, obviously, there was so much in the book. Yeah. That I was just like, I've heard her tell it, and it is, you know, it's little details, it's stuff, how you put stuff together. Um, I think, I mean, I wonder even how, how Preston felt about it. Was with, with fine. I mean, me and Preston are open books. No, 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 not not about that. Uh, but I'm saying about like, was he even learning stuff? Uh, no. Nah, little every, details. He knows everything. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and if he didn't, I would have told him before I told sure, the sure. world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was it's it's a good book. So, um, let me start with your testimony, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you kind of you know I, I kind of touched on the part of you know you were you were you weren't all the way open with this mm-hmm. with everyone in your life, right? You know, and then your mom finds out, right? You know, and that was. Traumatic. Traumatic. Yeah. That might be an understatement. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, a lot of people, like, you'll, you'll see people and they say, you can't be delivered from it. Mm-hmm. You're not born. Like, one of the things you even said in the beginning of the book, like, first, like, I've been attracted to women as far back almost as I can remember. Yeah. That's not the exact words. But, yeah. you know, just kind of walk us through, you know, some some of that. Well, I mean, I know for me, yeah, I, I I noticed that I liked women, kindergarten, first grade. I can't really put a number to it. Didn't necessarily know what to do with it. Knew that I probably shouldn't tell people about this because they call me or people like me abominable. Yeah. That don't sound fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm abominable. Abominable. <laughs> so I just kind of kept it to myself um, until, you know, I acted out on it and, um, acting out like I, I pursued my affections or I submitted to my affections in high school. And then when the Lord came, that's when I realized that it wasn't just that. It really just wasn't my sexuality that was the problem. It was my entire heart, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think I talk about this in the book when I, in the chapter, The Heterosexual Gospel, because I feel like one of the dangers of the way in which we engage with people who are same-sex attracted is we've made, we've centered our evangelism around sexuality mm-hmm. instead of around personhood. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is like we preach the gospel to a section of the person as if that's all that God has beef with yep. or as yep. if that's all that God wants to make whole. Yep. When really like, no, like love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And so my sexuality is not my whole mind. Yep. It's a part of it, yep. you know? And so yep. I think when God saved me, I had to realize that God was after all of me, just not a part of me. And so when I believed in him and when I re- when I believed in him, I believed in him for everything. But when I repented, I repented of everything. Yeah. Um, and in walking with him, he's been able to not only um, give me the power over a sin, but all sin. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I think my story and the story of all believers is just really just like the gospel is like a holistic gospel, even though I have a specific book about a specific topic. Why do you think we and you? I mean, it, it's not even just in that chapter though. Yeah. That's that what you just said. That's a theme all throughout. Yeah. You know, I, even when I gotta you, press that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your testimony, but when you um, like, why do you why do you think that is that we focus so much on the like and not and not even just homosexuality, but just sexuality in general, mm-hmm. instead of yeah. the whole person. One, I think it's a loud sin. And when I say loud, L-O-U-D, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's in your face. Like lying is a lot more subtle, you know, uh, pride is definitely can be a very subtle sin. It's like, you kind of got to be around somebody to notice these things. Usually when it comes to sexuality, that is infused throughout a person's life. It might be on a Facebook status. It's how they communicate. It's the friendships that they have. For some of us, it's how we dress and et cetera. Um, But I'm, I'm starting to study. I've been spending a lot of time on studying orientation. And I feel like our culture is so obsessed with sex that it has shaped even 
personhood, thus Christianity, thus evangelism. What I mean by that is, even in the scriptures, you don't see the word heterosexual. Mm-hmm. You see natural, unnatural. Romans 1. Right. You don't see, but we have created these uh, categories of orientation categories, yeah. that people submit to as a part of their personhood. And so when we deal with people, we're dealing with people parts of their orientation instead of their person. As if it's a biblical idea. I don't know if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I really think we're a product of our culture and seeing sex in everything. Like, 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 no, like we're image bearers at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at somebody, I need to be able to look at somebody as a person made in the image of God and not just what they do. Um, And I feel like that'll help us love people a lot more. Yeah, that was like a pivotal point for you. Yeah. Like even just, just like that thought right there. Yeah. Of no, like I remember you, you had the one story when you walked in the church and you sat down and there was a lady that didn't yeah. know you and yeah. she seemed like she was really. She really wants to know me. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Because I wasn't dealing with Christians, wait though. Yeah. I wasn't, I was not rocking yeah. with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to go to a church where it's like, like, you literally just want to know my name. Right. You know? Like, right. you ain't treating me like, oh, look at this little ex And, and repeated it back. Yeah. Repeated like, back. she wanted to remember me. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you something. I am I am horrible with names. Mm-hmm. And part of it is, when people tell me their names, I say, okay, I'm going to remember it. Yeah. But I don't always repeat it back. Yeah. And I feel like that extra action. Yeah. That's like. Repetition. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I only remember names if we had a memorable conversation. Yeah. If you just like, I liked your poem, I'm not going to remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> like, testimonies and like, you people that it. cry. You remember it. I remember stuff like you that. You remember it. Yeah. You remember it. That's interesting, man. Um, that's crazy. Um, another story, we kind of alluded to this. Um, when your mother found out... Um, you said you guys were listening to the radio in the car. Yep. And people, like some of your friends knew mm-hmm. what was going on with you. And the the I guess the topic on the radio was what? How do you know if your child is gay? Is gay? And what were the signs? What are the signs? Mm-hmm. And, I mean. <laughs> tell the story. Tell the story. So I'm in the car with my mama or whatever. And we were, she was taking me to work. And she had it on talk radio. And was it, this like a was this a Christian? No, nah, it was like a not Tom Joyner, but something like that. Okay, like one of them local, you know, I got you. type things I got that you. like your mama listens to and nobody else. I got to. you. And the they black was, radio station. Yes, I got you. they was I having you. the adult, no the, the black adult radio station. Grown mama grown folk, daddy. Yeah, yeah, grown folk radio, radio station. Grown folks radio. So I'm seventeen, yeah, eighteen, something like that. And she was like, uh, they was calling in. And it was like, yeah, we we got we got mothers calling in and my uh, daddy's calling in about how you knew your child was gay and what were the signs. So I sit up like, okay, this is, <laughs> is going to be interesting. <laughs> and when I say they were describing me to a T, oh, like man. even the lady said something like, yeah, my daughter, she had this like best friend. And at first when she came, I was like, okay, she got a best friend. But then the girl was over there every single day. Every single day, they spending the night over each other's houses. And then I was just like, okay, this is getting a little weird. And at the time, my girlfriend, I had told my mama, was my best friend. And she was over my house every single day, spending the night in my house and all of that. So your mom got the raised eyebrow right then. It was confirmation. Yeah. Like, for her, she had already, she said I had already thought that and seen things, you know what I'm saying? But... That was that. And so, I mean, it was awkward. It was weird. I think to come out to your mama is never a comfortable or easy thing. Right. But it was what it was. Yeah, it's, it's um, what I think one of the things that's, that's challenging about that, particularly in black families, it's so taboo. Yeah. Obviously. You know what I mean? Just even, not even just from a Christian spiritual standpoint, but just from a cultural standpoint. Yeah. So it's like you have situations where the families don't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like even with, you know, I have family members on both sides of my family that are gay. Yeah. It's never, yeah. it's like, you know, such a, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, you're out there. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, <laughs> I, I, like, this is my thing. Like, 
I feel like not just that. People can't get helped if you don't create a space mm-hmm. where they feel safe enough mm-hmm. to deal with whatever it is they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I think even the word safe is being misconstrued. It can be misconstrued. I think people assume, so you just want me to be, you know, affirming or pacifying sin. It's like, no, no. we're not saying that. We're no. saying, do you create the atmosphere for a, sh- a shameless experience? Because yep. when I confess to Jesus, I'm not met with shame. Right. I'm met with, right. I forgive you, I love you, and I'm going to help you to not give in to the temptations that you have been given into. Like the gospel is a gospel that says Jesus carried our shame. And so for me, I want to create spaces for people to say, no, we're going to talk about it honestly, yeah. but I'm not going to shame you as we do. Yeah. Like, And I think that's a different approach. But I don't, we, we, we figuring out. I think the church is, is growing and, and growing in love exponentially as god promised she would so i'm not discouraged by that so i want to i want to ask you a couple questions about homosexuality that i see come up a lot in conversation Mm -hmm. some of this you and i have discussed before with questions that i've had about it around how you know the different camps within christianity view certain things and i think it would probably just be good for clarity for people just to kind of understand you know some of the terms some of the all of that stuff. So um, I think, you know, one of the things that you always see discussed is whether or not someone can be born gay. Right. And there's a debate around that. Um, I think I know how you feel about it, but yeah, I, I want to. I think that's been disproven for the most part. We obviously know that there's no genetic uh, case or reason for gayness. There's no gay gene. Um, but I, I think ultimately we know the scripture says that we were born in sin yep. and that we have all inherited the sin of Adam. And because of that, we are born in such a way where our hearts are not submitted to, to the Lord. Mm. Now, for some of us, that sin um, affects us differently. I think yep. I, I like to say like our affections are infected, literally. And so for some of us, we come out with a predisposition for certain sinful things. And so for me and I think others the the that predisposition is i'm four years old and for some reason i like this girl in the desk next to me i did not choose this i don't know what to do with this but it is a reality of my existence but the gospel says okay you might have been born in sin and it's displaying itself in that way but the beautiful thing is that you could be born again where now the sinful affections you have you can die to by the power of the holy spirit and so are we born that way not necessarily but can we be born again absolutely yeah yeah um can you be gay and christian so that goes back to the orientation thing um many gay christians so the I'll explain it again yep. for, for the for the saints. Yep. Um, there is, Break it down. There's the gay Christian who is, they believe what the Bible has to say about sexuality, that homosexuality and fornication, adultery, that all of that is sin and should be rejected and repented of. But their experience as it relates to orientation is that they are still same-sex attracted. Mm. And so though they will live a lifestyle of celibacy, most likely they are saying, because this is my experience, this is still who I am as it relates to my sexuality, then I am a gay Christian. There's that camp. But then there's the other camp who says... What the Bible has to say about sexuality is not really the right way in which we're reading it. I do. Some people believe, you know, that God is affirming of same-sex relationships, especially if they're monogamous and life-giving and self-sacrificial and all that type of stuff. And so they would deny what the Bible has to say, but they will make a claim that because they have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, that they can be a gay Christian. And so there's both camps. Um, So for me... I think it all boils down to is if you are a believer, meaning you are repented of your sins, all of them, including sins of sexuality, and have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, by his grace, he has filled you. The problem is in the New Testament, I don't see a precedence for people being known by the things that they have repented of. That, that's the problem is that Paul does it's not. Identity. Yeah, he don't speak to identify. the church as in, you know, a adulterous Christian. <laughs> Or a thieving Christian. Or he doesn't even call himself a persecuting Christian. He says, I'm a child of God. We're called beloved. We're called saints. We're called 
uh, new creatures. That's how we're referred to. Um, even as it relates to identity, it's like my identity is ultimately in Christ, not my sexuality nor my temptations. And so if my identity is in Christ, that means that what I am ultimately is a Christian. Yep. Um, and so can you be a gay Christian? We have to define what that means. But can you be a Christian that struggles and knows how to turn from it by the power of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Um, we got to talk about the sophomore project. Yes. Um, you know, I was a massive fan of your first record. And I felt like you had a, a pretty high uh, barometer. Sort of. I feel, hey. To people, yeah. 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 But um, this new project was artistry. I mean, good. of course, the lyrics, the content, all of that is, yeah. you know, it was dope. It was Thank dope. You. Um, I One thing I, I wanted to, and I, and I felt like, I, I don't know at what point you recorded this song, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there was the hashtag CHH sexism, like around the mm -hmm. end of last year, mm -hmm. around women not getting... Um, they're just due in the industry. And you had a song, Woman, mm -hmm. which I'm, I'm not saying it was like about that topic. No, it wouldn't. But, it, 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 but I think it speaks to a larger issue of just in society in general, I feel like women don't get the, I don't know if the word is respect. Um, I don't know if it's opportunities in a lot of industries. But it's but it's all of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um I felt like that was a that was a really, really encouraging song. That's dope. You know, along that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't really know. I'm still very new to the CHH arena. It's not even an arena I, I, I camp down in much. Yeah. And so when I saw the conversation, I'm just not somebody that's quick to speak into stuff until I've like thoroughly processed it sure. and got a, a variety of perspectives. But I do think um, my, the position I'm in is unique. Yeah. Um, and I and I I think I said this before. I was like, I think with me, Thomas Terry, I Thomas took a risk on me. Yeah. At the end of the day, because it's like you hadn't really recorded music before. I, he hadn't heard me rap. Wow. He heard my poetry and he says, I, I hear the cadence in your poetry and I feel like you can rap. He didn't know that I was rapping like low key and just trying to figure it out. I wasn't trying to get signed or none of that. I was just yeah. I was just rapping just to do something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so he took a risk because it's like you don't even know if I'm good. You don't know if um you know I might get married at one point. Yeah. If I get married I might very well become more committed to being a mother than an artist, which is yeah. what I do now. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, touring is complicated with women because it's like, we're probably not going to have you on the same bus, so now it's more expensive because I have to buy a separate room for you because you're not going to sleep on the floor. So it was just an overall financial risk to take on a woman, which I think is my, probably the case in other cases, yeah. um, especially when the pickings are slim for women that are actually good, to be honest. I mean, even the pickings are slim for men that are actually good. So I'm... It's just rough. So I think that's really the problem is are, are men willing to potentially put their pockets in a place of uh, harm to exalt or bring another woman along to, you know, share the shine with you? How do you guys make poets in autumn work? Now, obviously, you're impressing You asking me this? Well, no, but I mean, you know, you're impressing her married. Yeah. So that's, you know, that... Obviously helps with with some of the expenses. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, man. Like, you know, it, it's it's a it's a it's it's men and women on the tour. Right. You know what I mean? And and I think that's that's always the thing that comes up. Like just what you mentioned. Like, you're probably in this last round of interviews I've done. This is the third time that that part has come up yeah and i'm just like that's the thing it's a thing yeah but i also feel like we gotta figure out a way to fix it make more money yeah, at, okay. at the end of the day we gotta make more money no seriously <laughs> it, it, it's like if you want a, a good refrigerator what you gonna do yeah. you're gonna do what you gotta do to get that refrigerator yeah. And so yeah. I, I think it. I think it's a valid excuse, but it's an excuse all the same. Yeah. Um. When it when it comes to PIA tour, we got initially we had me, Jeanette, Preston, 
um, Ezekiel. Jeanette had a room by herself yeah. because she was by herself. I'm with my husband. Ezekiel was with, uh, you know, one of the staff members or whatever. It's like, did that cost more money? Yeah. But was the sacrifice worth it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, Gotta be if, if you want, oh, if you want it, yeah. you're going to do what you have to do to get it. Yeah. Like, I think it's easy and convenient to say, oh, they can't be on tour bus because I'm trying to guard my heart. Amen. Praise God. Make more money so they can be. So they can. So they can fly. So they can yeah. do what they got to do or yeah. bring their spouse out so you yeah. feel more comfortable, whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. So I'm all for people protecting their conscience, but. Because here's the thing. This is one of the things that I've noticed. When you look at Christian rap shows and there's mostly men on it. Right. There's mostly men in the audience. Absolutely. When I come to PIA events, I see a lot more women. Yeah, that's a I, different art form too, though. But I still see a lot of men. Yeah. But here's what I'm saying: there's still the female voice being represented. Yeah. And the women connect with that yeah. in a way that yeah they wouldn't with with men. Yeah. So it's like when we when, like when we're when we're doing it, part of the reason why even our fan bases look the way they look. Mm-hmm. Is because they're just hearing one perspective mm-hmm. all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, even with uh, the PIA tour last year, Jeanette had her baby, and so yep. she went to spend time with her baby. So it was yep. only me, and I'm like the only girl with three other dudes with an audience that is 85% female. Yeah. Imagine if I stepped down, right? And Jeanette was not able to come back, right? Their audience would be gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they gonna come because some of them, you know, are thirsty. But other than that, <laughs> we're not even gonna talk about that. Now we got Joe on the tour. We're gonna have all the little uh, yeah. just extras yeah. there. But yeah, I, I think if we really want to uh, speak to the culture, we have to know that the culture is multifaceted, especially as it relates to gender. Yeah. Um, and there's something as a man that you will never be able to understand and speak to as a man versus me as a woman and vice versa. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I just feel like we got like you know. Here's the crazy part. You may not. I've been talking about this on this show for probably like seven, eight years mm-hmm. at different points, mm-hmm. different conversations around it, and it's kind of it's kind of like the other part why this is so for me. My wife for much of my career in Christian rap, she's an engineer. Right, very male dominated. Like music engineer. Or nah, nah, engineer? nah, 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 okay. nah, nah, nah. Like, like a like an engineer for a telecommunications okay. company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fortune five hundred company. Very male. She the only female in the office. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just all the stuff she had to deal with in trying to move up yeah. and opportunities and you know all of that stuff. So when I see it, even over here, I'm just like, yo. I understand we broken people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not naive, but at the same time, we the church, mm-hmm. and we gotta do better. Yeah, and I and I, I assume in the next year or so that because it's been brought to the surface that we will. We'll I think as long stuff, as right? yeah, like when you keep conversations behind the scenes, behind the scenes conversations are helpful. But I think when you put it out in the open, like Catalina did, yeah. I think that helps for people to actually recognize a problem because yeah. it's a blind spot. Yeah. In many ways, and so you can't under, you can't see what's blind if you're blind, or you can't see a spot. It, you get what I'm saying? The metaphor. And so, she took a risk even doing that. Like she did. That's Catalina, though. I know, but I, mean, I, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't um I didn't I didn't really know her that well. Like we had a we had a dope conversation around that time. I didn't know her that well before that because I've I've never met words played either like yeah. in person. Yeah. So me neither. Um, you know what I mean? But she took a risk though. Yeah, I th- I think. It was, I saw some comments in the threads that were a little, uh, didn't have a lot of balance, but I think overall, I think the conversation was necessary yeah. um, and helpful to be had. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Back to the record. Yeah. Um, uh, Fall Away. Yes. How did that record come about, like just even the writing on it, you know, from your perspective? I, I, I told you this before, like you and Natalie got. Y'all, y'all chemistry. That's my artist friend. That's never home. I know, but I'm just y'all. Y'all have chemistry, like yeah, you know. Um, well, I write. I don't pick my topics ahead of time. I write whatever the beat makes me feel. Mm. And so, 
when I got that, I th- it might have been Swoop. I think Swoop pr- produced that. I think when I got it, it made me feel melancholy, mm-hmm. kind of somber. And I, it, it, but I think I was processing through believers that I knew that were drifting, yeah. um, in light of believers that I knew that were gone. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I mean, when you walk with the Lord, you go, yep. you got those friendships where it's like, oh, like yep. we straight used to love Jesus together, yeah. and now you hate them. And so I just wanted to write about that um, in such a way where if the person that's listening is drifting from the Lord yep. and drifting from Christ, then they would know that I'm talking to them. Yep. But I also didn't want to be legalistic. And that's why I never really called out certain sins. Yep. I never said, yep. you know, you out here getting drunk. It's just like, nah, like yeah. you're leaving the word. Yeah. You're leaving community. Yeah. You're not confessing sin. Yeah. Like these are traits of someone whose heart is getting hard. Yeah. And so that's kind of where, where it came about. And I just knew Nat's voice made sense on it. Yeah. Like I didn't even have no hook at first. I just wanted her to, her voice to be another uh, melody added to the track. Wow. So she just was in the studio and she, was, she wrote the hook and she was like, let me know if you don't like it. If it's trash, you can scrap it. I was like, no, that's perfect. Wow. So that's what that's how we got the first love point. Yeah. It's it's you know, um just just even that topic, um, it's resonated with me. Same thing, like people in CHH that have drifted yeah. and fallen away, mm-hmm. people that were in my church community mm-hmm. drifted, fallen away, even family members that you see and I, it's 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 crazy because it's one of those topics that we rarely talk about. Mm-hmm. You know we what I mean? Though. Especially from a music standpoint. And you and KB basically had yeah we did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like back to back. Yeah. And um, I just I just thought that was interesting. Like man, like we hardly ever get. That's true. And then it's like this is on everybody. Well, not everybody heart, but it's on yeah. You know, it's on your hearts right now. Cause we, I know for me. I think it burdens my heart when people who are fall away that are public ministers. Yeah. I, I think that that's a burden of mine just because of how... Um, or they slip into crazy doctrine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's just... It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so harmful yeah. um, and confusing yeah. to people. But yeah. I think also uh, two of the churches I've been a part of both pastors fell into sin and were in deep sin for years and nobody knew. And so I've been in a position to be in a local church and be impacted by my shepherd falling away and just the devastation of what that does and how that wrecks your faith. And so I think more people need to be equipped to be on guard of how does that start though? People don't fall away overnight. There's a subtle choosing and hardening of sin that is happening in you where you end up on this other side where you just don't even realize how you got there. And so I know for me, I'm always on guard and watching myself and just not it's, playing with sin just ain't funny. It just It's just not a game. You know what I'm saying? But hiding your sin ain't a game. That's how it starts. It's like, oh, I got to keep this a secret. Then you start keeping all sin a secret. You can't confess. Now you can't get healed. And so... It's it's scary, but yeah, it's scary. That's good. That's good. Um, I know with you just had another child. Didn't you guys just announce another PIA tour? Tour? Yeah. Did they, I see that? They'll. Be, I'm not a part of it, but yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. you chilling? You chilling? Is you? No, I'm just on. I'm on something else. I got you. Yeah. I got you. But I it's gonna you. be great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. No, this is gonna be bomb. Having having Joe with everybody. Yep. Uh, he's just a great all around artist. So Joe, Ezekiel, Jeanette, Chris, uh, Preston. Uh, it's gonna be that's dope. It's gonna be great. I'll say this too though. Um, I also I know I know you guys didn't plan it that way. Like life happens and stuff like that. I actually think it's pretty cool. You guys have kind of a a little rotation, mm-hmm. even with it, because mm-hmm. it gives the show a different. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you have women involved. Yeah. Women who yeah. meet me and Jeanette in particular, we are, our home is our prior, priority. Yeah. So if that yeah. means I have to step away from a tour that is beneficial yet also financially lucrative for yeah. our homes, that's what I'm going to have to do. And yeah. so for me, it's like they're going on a 30 city tour this year and I got two babies. Yeah. And so to me, the burden is 
that feels I'm I'm not judging anybody else. I'm saying for me that yeah. feels irresponsible to be on the road that long when I have two babies at home that need me. Yeah. And so that's that's my priority and it guards my heart. Yeah. I'm super ambitious. Yeah. And so I could easily just be out here like I, I I see him on Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, nah, you need to make that sacrifice. Yeah. Um, so that you don't, I don't want my kids to be that person. It's like, man, my mom missed it. Everybody but us. That's yeah. whack. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And, I mean, when they're young like that. Yeah. That's. That's the like, foundational you know, years. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you can't, you can't get it back. You can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, and not saying, I mean, listen, the industry always ch- shifts and changes. Yeah. And all that stuff. But when God has it for you, he has it for you. And it's there. And I've seen it. Like, I've had seasons where I've effectively taken six months off. Yeah. It was so refreshing, though. I'm sure. Because of life. It was was refreshing. It was rejuvenating. And the Lord allowed me to pick up where I left off. And it was, like, it was, like, all good. Yeah. And and I'm working. I just ain't doing that. No, I feel you. That's that's, feel you. that's exhausting. I feel you. And if I was balling, if I was like, you know, I don't know, who are these rich people out here? Jay-Z and Natalie Grant or somebody. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. got nannies. They got nannies. That, that they yeah, can pay, they they pay for their yeah. flight, pay for their yeah. food. Pay. I, I, mm. yeah. I'm trying to get a house. I ain't got no money. Yeah, nanny just hit the road with yeah, for, I ain't got for that. three months. That's what the ballers. Yeah. CC and ballers. Yeah. CC and ballers. <laughs> you know they rich. They, they, they making nice. money. They is making money. So I ain't gonna hate on them though. But they getting <laughs> I, it though. I ain't mad. Long they getting it. As long as they giving. There you go. There we go. Part in the right place. Come on. Not loving the money. Yeah. You know. Passed away though. Nah. Well, uh, well. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. Well, I can't wait to see what you're doing then. Since you said it's gonna be great. You said it's gonna be Who me? Oh, yeah. Oh, I ain't know. I said the PIA tour gonna be great. Oh, I got you. I yeah, they're gonna you. be great. No, I'm just teaching a lot. That's yeah, all. I got you. Yeah. I got you. That's all. I got you. Same stuff. Yeah, I got you. Well, Jackie, I always appreciate these uh, interviews, chop sessions that we have. Thank you, Wade. All of that stuff. Um, I, like, I will. I, I gotta say this. I'm gonna say this publicly. I, I like when you when you remember someone when they were first starting. Yeah. And you see the Lord blow yeah. them up. It's like it's it's like I, I I can't help but be so happy for you. That's dope. Like I, real talk. I appreciate that. I remember meeting you in that van in North Carolina. Yeah, that was legit. <laughs> maybe my second show, top five show, maybe. I don't even remember. Yeah. I was a whole twenty. Yeah. 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 That was a minute. Yeah. I didn't even know they had Christian DJs. You was the first one I ever met. I wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a thing. That's crazy. I was like, oh, like, that's and crazy. his music sounds secular. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's tight. I thought I had to, like, not listen to, like, cool music. Because, you know, I threw away all my CDs because G. Craig Lewis, but. Oh, know. my God. So you helped me out. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Okay, Jackie, so uh, I recently heard you got protested at Harvard University. Yes. Speaking. <laughs> what the heck happened? So, um, the Christian organization on the campus invited me out to speak to their uh, group, the like the young Christians on campus or whatever. And so, I was just going to speak on some like, uh, no, they asked me to speak on race. Okay. And I said no. And I was like, I'm going to speak on sexuality. And I wanted to speak on sexuality specifically because I knew that race would not be a topic that, well, I'll say this. I knew that on a lot of college campuses, a huge idol in these campuses is sexuality Mm. and the right to do with our bodies as we please. Race, most times on campuses that lean liberal, is like, yeah, I'm here for, you know, fighting for the oppressed. I didn't want to affirm that. I wanted to expose idols. And so I was like, nah, I'm going to speak on this, da, da, da. And so I guess when uh, some people on campus that, uh, I guess, self-identify as gay, uh, heard that I was coming. It was they that's when it, started. That's when it all broke loose. Yeah, they started like a Facebook page to gather protesters, and then an article came out that Harvard hate 
comes to Harvard or whatever, and then they were saying that I believe in gay conversion therapy, which I literally never said, but they were saying that. So the group went from 100 to 300. What is gay conversion therapy? So it's basically like when people might go to a conference or go to some type of counseling session where people attempt to make you straight. So I don't even know what they do in gay conversion therapy because I never been in it. I've only been converted. You. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they I guess they, they were thinking that my message of saying that God can save you and change you as saying God can make you straight when I'm really saying no God can make you holy. But anyway, um so I, I went and it was weird because like I was sitting in the front row or whatever and then I saw the protesters coming in. And you know when you see people get protested about stuff on T V, but it's like, oh like they protested me. Like it was just it, <laughs> Uh, it just was surreal, like, you know, coming in with, like, the rainbow uh, flags and just stuff like that. It was just intense. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm such a cool person. Like, if if they just sat down with me and had a conversation, you would see that, like, what you think I believe isn't, some of it might be true, but probably a lot of it isn't. You know what I'm saying? Was it intense, like, you kind of feared for your safety a little bit? No, I never it, feared for my safety. It wasn't um, that? No, because a lot of, a lot of cats... They'll talk a lot. They're not going to do nothing. So yeah. I was never worried about that. It was more so I didn't know. I just didn't know what could happen. I it wasn't worried for my physical. Um, but, yeah. And so, yeah, I just, they had, they made up maybe seven, eight rows of protesters. So it was probably 70 to 80 protesters in all. Um, and I, I said what I had to say. I did a teaching on um, sexuality and self-denial from uh the narrative of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and how he had to deny his body what his body wanted, which was to skip uh, the cup, which yeah. was to let that cup pass. And But at the end of the day, he was like, not my will, but thy will be done. Mm. And how Jesus laid aside his rights and what his body wanted and what the comfort that he wanted in that time for the glory of God. So if God will lay aside his rights for glory, how much more should I? Yeah. You know, like yeah. just because it feels yeah. natural to me or just yeah. because it is a common experience of mine. If God says that I need to die to my sin and take up my cross daily, my sin being uh, gayness or lying or cheating or stealing, I need to die to that. And sometimes you got to die to that every day because he said take up your cross daily. He didn't say take it up once and then you good. So for the same sex attractive person, it's like, nah, this gonna, this might be a lifelong a lifelong struggle, but the Holy Spirit will give you the power to endure. So that's the message I'm preaching, is that Jesus did it, therefore we should, therefore we can. But to those in that world, that is offensive to not only say that my affections should be died to, that or that, yeah, it just sounds like, no, I should be able to be myself. And so I did it. People were walking out, cursing me out, flicking, uh, flipping me off, uh, walking out crying. Um, I, at the end, I had said something like, is the glory of God worth it to you? Somebody was like, no! It's like, whoa. Like, that's, that's kind of scary. So, do you, do you feel like they were really listening to you? Yes. Um, the first three roles in particular never said anything. Really? They never said. But I think it's because... Uh, I look at preaching as an art form, sure. and so I'm utilizing my eyes, I'm yeah. utilizing my voice, because I, I want you to not only hear what I'm saying, but feel what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think because the first eight rows of protesters was the closest to me during the stage, mm. they were the one that saw my eyes the most. They saw it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, because at the end of it, I was pleading with them, with the gospel, yeah. which is, y'all don't, like, this is not about your sexuality. This is about the glory of God. And that Colossians one sixteen says that all things, including our gender and our bodies and our hearts and our minds, were created through him and for him. Yep. If that is the case, then the only true joy you will ever find on this earth is in relinquishing everything that you identify with to be identified in Christ and Christ alone. And so I think they were able to see she like she ain't like playing like right. she she believes this and I she might love me yep. because she's saying this. Yep. And so I feel yep. like. I would not be surprised if God did something in the hearts of those people. But I, I would not put it past God to do do something in the hearts of the people that was in the back yelling. Yeah. Because that's what he did to Paul. Yeah. When you say you're converted, yeah. right, um, what do you mean by that? Made new. 
made a new creation. Um, conversion is when God takes a sinner and makes them a saint. He takes my heart of stone and gives me a heart of flesh. He takes my heart that had sinful affections and gives me a heart that even if I still have these affections, my greatest affection is for God. Yeah. Um, and so conversion is literally that God filled me with the Holy Spirit and changed me and made me a new creature. And in me being a new creature, I'm still in the body. I'm still in the flesh. So these things come up. But because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, the same power that rose him from the dead is the same power that I have to rise up over all of the sin that I'm tempted to engage in. And so I think when we talk about even conversion therapy, it's like, oh, you're just trying to make people straight. No, that's never the intention. The, the intention is to make people right with God and being made right with God, they can be made new and being made new even as whatever temptations arise, they are not greater than the Holy Spirit that is in you. And so that's what conversion is, and that's what needs to be taught. I think for a lot of people, and that was, what you just said was actually one of the things in your book. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people, particularly when it's sexual sins and it's homosexuality in particular, they think when you say conversion, that's they're trying to make me straight. I'm right. not gay no more. Right. I'm not attracted to same sex anymore. Right. And it's instantaneous. Yeah. Which is, I think, uh, something that the devil has propagated through people because it's like, you know, I remember going to a church, uh, when I was young and they like, you know, if you delivered, delivered, then you won't be, you won't struggle with that no more. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, well, if, if you're saying that my deliverance is contingent on my experience of temptation, then that's confusing when I look at Jesus and see, oh, but Jesus was tempted. Tempted. Yet without sin. And yeah. so obviously my identity and my experience of deliverance has nothing to do with my temptations, but rather how I respond to my temptations. Yeah. And so when the power of God is in me, though I may still be tempted to look at a woman and be like, she is really bad. I have the choice to lust after her or to turn my neck. Sure. And that's really what it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I think I think temptations might get easier to overcome as you mature in Christ, but it doesn't mean that they'll ever leave. But we, yeah. we do have a promise from God that one day we ain't going to have to deal with this. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what we do. That's We work towards that. I feel like that's, that's such a big misconception yeah. for people who aren't Christians yeah. in terms of understanding that process. And they get defensive yeah. because logically... Mm. You can think through this and say, "Well, I, this is not going to be something instantaneous." Yeah. That yeah. no matter what the sin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no matter what the sin. So I, I, that's why I just, you know, I just thought that was just a good point of clarity. Yeah. Hey, family! Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you hit the subscribe button, like this video, and leave us a comment. Would love to hear your thoughts on what we were just discussing. Also, if you want to book me for your next event whether you got a concert a party a youth function a corporate event whatever it is send us an email it's booking at wadeoradio.com i'd love to dj your next event